Hi, everybody. Welcome to CCW Safe Podcast. I'm Rob High here in Oklahoma City, outside of CCW Safe headquarters, currently down here at the 50 Ranch. Uh, so we are coming in today. Got a special guest. Uh, my partner is Philip Naiman, uh, back home in California. Yeah, you're you're, you're uh, correctly identifying all the different studios I've been in. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, joining us today, we got a special guest, uh, Santiago. Is it Labos? Am I saying that correctly? Yes, you are, Santiago Labos. Okay, um, Santiago is is a transplant from California. He's currently living in Texas, America. Uh, whereabouts in Texas? Uh, Houston. I'm in downtown Houston. Okay. I, oil industry surrounded. Uh, it's a change, but yeah. yeah, glad to be in Texas. Very cool. We'll be down there here here in a, a few weeks for uh, NRA. Okay. Uh, so if, if you're home that weekend, swing by and see us. Sure. We'll do. Um, uh, Santiago is a shooter. He's a competitive shooter. He has really kind of blossomed with quickness. So obviously you have uh, a nice natural aptitude for it coupled with work ethic. Um, so in six years, you've come a really long ways as, as a, a competition shooter. Um, I'd like to know a little bit about how you got into shooting and I know for me, when I first started, I would, I would go to the range to practice, but it was kind of futile because I really didn't know how yeah. to practice. Yeah. Um, so learning to practice with a purpose and to actually work on those fundamental skills and advance them and actually get growth from it instead of just yeah. a bunch yeah. of empty brass on the floor. Um, so, so why don't you tell us a little bit about how you got your start, how you got going into this thing? Sure. Uh, well, yeah, growing up, I, I grew up around guns. Uh, my father was an avid gun collector. I mean, we had, you name it, he had it. Um, and, and as an adult, when I left home, I, I, I had no issues with it. I just never felt like I, 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 I needed to purchase one. And then I had kids. And, you know, I got married, had kids, and I said, you know, I got to protect these guys somehow and uh, looked into getting uh, a firearm. My first firearm I, I purchased was actually uh, late 2015, believe it or not. I, you know, I had four kids at the time and uh, uh, it uh, the, the first handgun I purchased was a SIG P229E, the uh, 229 Enhanced, just a compact, and it was chambered in 40. I had no idea about calibers and 40 S and Ws. Just kind of like, yeah, uh, you know, I, I felt it in my hand. I liked it. Um, went to the range, um, you know, static range, indoor range with the with the the public, and um, you know, I'm hitting the 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 bullseye or or a zone, you know, from seven yards, pushed it out to you know 15 yards or or at the end of the lane, and I said, oh, you know, I, I, you know, I'm I'm really good. I got I'm this. Just, yeah. You know, but yeah, slow firing and and uh, you know line up the the back sight with the with the front sight, you know that that type of shooting. 
And then, um, you know, I was perusing the internet one day and I saw uh, uh, Keanu Reeves training for um, uh, whatever. Uh, that's right. So I saw that video. I go, is, is he shooting real, you know, real uh, ammo or real, you know, is that live ammo? And, and he's, you know, transitioning between weapons. It's like, well, what is he doing? And then I, I, uh, I, I read some article. He's practicing three gun, right? So um, here I am in, in my house and I, I Google three gun uh, locally, three gun Southern California. And the first video that pops up is of a grandmaster named Jojo Vidanis. Um, he, he won the rifle world shoot in, in Russia back in 2017. And I think he won um, the, the pistol, modified pistol in late 2000s. And there was a YouTube video of him. You know, he's a big guy, but he was just, I didn't know what was happening, but he was flowing through a, a course of fire and the shooting never stopped. He was moving and shooting. And I didn't know what I was watching, but I knew that that guy was good. I said, wow, whatever he's doing, I want to do that. And so, um, you know, I, I, I looked them up and he, they run a, a, a match called Norco Run and Gun. Um, Inland Empire out of, uh, uh, at the time it was Rahagi's um, range. Uh, Phil knows where that's at. And um, went in there and I thought I was, I was badass. You know, I thought, you know, I, <laughs> I'm in an indoor range. I have an aptitude. It was a completely different story. I mean, these guys were running around, you know, from position to position, just shooting as fast as I've ever seen anybody shoot, you know, at the time. Um, shooting paper, steel, and then going to, um, you know, on, on one side and then just running, doing reloads, like the manipulations were magical, didn't know what was happening. And um, I, uh, this was my first time out, I went to an all steel stage, I, I had literally had like 60 rounds, I was shooting uh, a Glock 19, which is a horrible you know, gun for, for I mean, it's Glock 19 is awesome for self defense, but for this application, not great. And I ran out of bullets, you know, I, I ran out, you know, I, I, I couldn't finish and it was so humbling and I got my butt kicked and I'm that type of personality. If, if the challenge is huge and seems impossible, I gravitate towards that. I mean, I, I'm naturally competitive, um, you know, uh, just in general, right? I, I, I just need to, need to, to analyze things and try to break it down. You know, um, that's years of golf you know, competitive golf and then uh, kind of translates to, to shooting as well, right? It's very target oriented. Well, your hand-eye so hand coordination, right? If you're absolutely. a good golf player, you've got good good eyesight. Yep. Yeah, yeah, hand-eye coordination. And so, um, you know, I shot pistol and then and then uh, uh, soon after that, I, I shot my first three-gun match at Paula, um, at the Paula range and uh, uh, down by- um, Near uh, San Diego, Temecula. Yeah. So, yeah. And I was hooked. I mean, I, I, I did awful. Like e each initial match, I, I was awful. Finished, you know, dead last place <laughs> and everything. And, um, you know, I, I just did the research. Um, I read books on how to dry fire on, um, like, like you said, how to train. And, and I just went all in. Um, started hanging out with, with the crowd. And, and I found that all the people were just like me. Um, you know, you have to understand, I grew up, uh, you know, I was living in Long Beach at the time. Most of my 
you know, social circle are not as conservative as, as myself, let's say. And I just felt like I'm looking in my gun safe and, you know, <laughs> in the span of, you know, since I bought the, the SIG 229E within a, a span of months, I had a full, uh, you know, a full uh, a safe full of guns. I mean, just the, the dumbest calibers, anything you can imagine, like 308. I mean, I, I believe the salesperson at Turner said I was one of the biggest customers of uh, 2016. You know, they, they look, they go, oh, you know, Santiago, you're, you're, uh, you're one of our, our uh, you know, one of our VIP customers. But I, I just loved it. There's just something about it. And, um, uh, you know, I, I get a lot out of it. You know, I, you know, I can't stop. I, I just feel like I, uh, it's, it's just like golf. You will never, you, you know, you'll never attain, you know, 100% excellence. It, it, it's always going to be a challenge. Well, so, is that what you say? Itself. Yeah. Is that where JoJo says? Quickly as you can take the cartridge from my hand, right? It was a kung fu. <laughs> no, but 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 funny funny story is Jojo. Uh, he was the gunsmith of my first open gun. He's a great and, gunsmith. Yeah, he is a great gunsmith. Uh, JVI JV Industries. Um, if if you're looking for a full custom pistol, uh, I, I would highly recommend them versus. So let me um, go ahead. Yeah, I know they're, he's amazing. JVI Industries, he's out in Southern California. Yeah. So here's the thing. Yeah. Um, you mentioned earlier, you shot with a Glock 19 and you're like, well, that's not a good pistol. So you kind of said, okay, it's good for self-defense, but this is a specialized sport that you're into, right? Yeah. Just like, hey, there's lots of golf clubs at big five. Are they the best ones yeah. winning the master's tournament? Probably not. So exactly. So explain a little difference between a, a race gun, if you will, versus your stock off the, off the shelf Glock 19. And some Glock 19s, you know, take it to Jojo or Zev or somebody and yeah. they make these things fantastic. So tell a little bit about what, uh, what's the difference there? Well, in, in action shooting, they're, they're, uh, you know, part of it is mitigating recoil and a polymer gun, especially a compact gun like the Glock 19, even a 17, um, the, the muzzle rises, even if your fundamentals are sound, um, the, the muzzle rises. So that's time on the clock that is disadvantaged versus a guy with a bigger, heavier gun, right? Like a CZ or a, um, even a Glock 34. 34, yeah. So, yeah, so the, the Glock 34 has a longer, um, uh, you Slide know, sight rate. Yeah, and, and, and the, the recoil, it, you know, it's controlled. I mean, a lot of folks, uh, USPSA is constantly changing the rules. Now you can have a uh, weapons light mounted. Um, the, you know, they increase the weight of, of these, um, uh, they call it carry optic uh, guns and even a limited division where you can, uh, uh, you know, put a weight like a, a light to, you know, to hold the, the, um, uh, the muzzle uh, down and, and more steady. And they do that USPSA, you know, and maybe it's the same way for IDPA. I don't know, but but there's a lot of influence from the gun manufacturers and the trends and and you know the trends nowadays is, is very tactical. They want they want more participation, so they're saying, well, you know, you will allow um, uh, will allow weapons mounted light and such. But um, you know, back back to what you're saying for well, if, you're, if when you were shooting but, that Glock 19, if you would have had the bayonet 
attachment, you could have finished the stage. You know, had to run right. tink, I, tink, oh. tink, but you know, it's. You know, at the time, you know, I didn't know a, a great, but an essential fundamental, which is shot calling. So in this sport, part of it is you are imagining or you're calling your shot. So um, to, to neutralize paper, you shoot one initially, and then then you um, you shoot the, the, the second second shot. And a lot of it is predictive, right? You don't have a clean sight picture. Every, uh, you know, a lot of the fast action pace shooting is very blurry, right? It's very target oriented. The sights are blurry. And that, that's that's quite a change. And actually that little reality is something that a an in-range shooter to an action shooter, they have to transform and get get used to seeing a blurry sight as they or, they or no shoot. sight. Or, or right. No sight. Yes. A lot of index shooting. Um I try not to do that, but sometimes, you know, the paper, you know, or the targets just right in front of you. And, you know, instead of bringing, bringing it to your eye, sometimes, especially with a PCC, you could just shoot from a, um, you know, like a low ready, you know, position that's called index shooting. But, um, uh, you know, back to, back to the different um, types of guns, a heavier gun is, is going to be your friend um, uh, you know, a steel frame gun, I, I think is better suited for action shooting, maybe not in a defense situation. I mean, we can, we can get into that, but, um, but, uh, yeah, there, uh, some polymer guns are okay, but they are like the polymer guns that, that are being used are actually quite heavy. And it's something that you, you probably wouldn't want to carry on your hip. So, <laughs> you know, or, when, uh, or, uh, Riverside County. Uh, for your CCW, they allow you to carry six, put six guns on your card. San Bernardino County, you can get three guns on your card. And it's kind of funny because the officers who are doing the interviews and stuff, they always say, yeah, uh -huh. the Model 29 is always on the guy's first go round. Um, Model 29 uh, is 1911 and a shield. This is none the next time he re-ups, it's just the shield. They just don't, they don't want to carry yeah. the, the bigger guns. Um, I, I yeah. have... Uh, fortunately, I have six, but I, I've got them, you know, I have my 29 on there because we're hiking, walking the dog and um, right. it just feels good outside, uh, but it's not what you're going to carry, uh, but not what most people are going to carry. If you want to carry it, that's great, but I have friends who do, yeah. but they walk like this because their spine's <laughs> out of whack. You know, yeah. it's something we've always talked about though, and, and that is what, what is your mission? You know, Santiago is, is he's shooting a, a, a competition. He, he is decking something out that's going to be controllable and fast, and he's, and he's easily on target. He knows when he's on target um, versus, you know, I, I got a, a SIG P365XL that is like my yeah. favorite everyday carry, very concealable. It's got enough enough capacity that I'm not, I'm not concerned with, you know, running out of six shots and being empty. Yeah. Um, it, yeah. It's, it's a very user-friendly gun. It's got a great trigger on it right out of the box. Yeah. And, and yeah. I don't have to, I don't have to race it up. Um, yeah. But, yeah. you know, you were talking about getting into books and, and all the study that you were doing on your own. Was there, was there any guy or group of 
collection of, of guys that you're like, man, this guy really speaks to me. This guy, he helps me stay in my lane. Yeah. I mean, so one of the books that everyone references who, who starts off is uh, a book uh, by a, a guy named Ben Stager. And Ben Stager is a national champion. I mean, again, I don't know the history, but I know he's won um, the production and I, I believe limited in the, on a national level. And he wrote a book um, that was very detailed on and giving uh, dry fire exercises, things that, that you can practice at home. Dry fire is, 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 you know, practicing at home uh, dry, you know, no, no light ammo. And um, you know, he'll in the book, he writes down, um, certain drills, you know, setting up, um, you know, scaled down paper targets or even, you know, full scale paper targets and working with a timer, setting the time, like a part time. Um, and there are certain uh, times that have to be met in order for you to advance. Uh, right. So, so this guy's done extensive research, obviously. And like, for example, a build drill, you know, um, um, you know, practice the build drill, fire six shots, you know, at home uh, with a timer. And then, um, you know, uh, it, later on in the week, go and confirm that time in dry fire. Right. So so it's an expensive sport. It, <laughs> so if you can do a lot of dry fire, um, that would that would help mitigate the cost and you know, with dry fire, you get good with weapons manipulations, you know, you get used to moving your, your eyes a certain way, target transitions, because, you know, a lot of it is you're shooting with your eyes, you know, if, if you can, if you can look, you know, look at a light switch and point your finger at the light switch, your brain is going to automatically bring you there. Same thing with it with a gun, you know, like there's a lot of subconscious stuff happening, you just have to allow it, you have, you have to allow it to happen you have to use you you have to use the force you have to force you have to use the force um so yeah use your use your eyes and um and dry fire is is a great way um to accomplish that so yeah that that was my the book that i read ben stager uh, he has a number of books he he also has a, a book on on live fire drills as well as um as a match mentality but that helped me a lot. And then a lot of the, the top end shooters offer classes. And so I was a D class shooter, just total trash. And I, I took, um, we like a, to say beginner, first... not yeah. total trash. <laughs> I, I, I was awful. I was awful. I, I, I shot five matches with spraying bullets. Didn't call any of my shots. And you know, when I, when I, when I showed clear, I turn around to my friends and I say, did I hit anything? I didn't even know if I hit anything. Right. You know, so, um, I, I, uh, I did that for five months and then I took a class out in Las Vegas with, with a guy named JJ Rakaza and JJ is, you know, he, he's very, he's a national champ, probably the Michael Jordan of our sport at, you know, prior to a kid named Christian Seiler coming along, but, you know, JJ really broke it down. And, and for the first time I realized, well, you know, I understood the scoring aspect, you know, it's time and accuracy determines a hit factor, but he was very, very 
you know, he drilled into all the, the students it was prepping the trigger, trigger prep and movement, you know? So I, those were alien concepts to me, um, but, uh, but trigger prep is very important. So um, in all fairness, you cannot aim, you cannot shoot a gun effectively or, or hit a target without prepping the trigger. Yeah. And what, what, what that means is, is that there, there's a, a take up on most triggers. So you take the slack off, Uh-oh, he's taking off the slack. Got a freeze here. You still live there, uh, Rob? Yeah. I am. Off the trigger and moving it, you know. Hey, we had a, uh, you're, uh, you glitched out on us there a second. So go back over Oh. Uh, trigger Stay. prep again. Oh, yes. Okay. So, well, so a trigger prep is, is basically like this is, this is a trigger, right? And then you just take the slack off and then there's a wall. So basically what a trigger prep means is just taking the slack off and being prepped, you know, to pull, pull the trigger. So the slack is about like, if you have a two and a half pound trigger, you take a pound of slack off and then now you're just left with a pound and a half. So it's much lighter. You disturb the sights less. And, you know, if you're looking at a target, you, you prep that trigger, the, the, the gun does not move as much. So, so he's, he's let's spent, go ahead, go ahead. No, uh, so JJ spent a quarter of the class talking about trigger prep, and he would not let us advance to the next portion of the class until he felt like, you know, we got it down. So um, um, I, I never knew how important that was, but that was a lesson that I carry, you know, till this day. If, if I'm under pressure and I need to make an accurate shot, I don't think about aiming the sights. I, I pay attention to my trigger finger. Yeah. JJ is actually part of our team. He's, he's one of yep. our ambassadors. So yeah, we're, we're yep. quite familiar with him and, and yep. his teachings. He's actually been out here to, to uh, our place at our range and, and done some classes. Uh, but yeah, we, if you haven't seen somebody shoot like that and that's your first introduction, my gosh. Like, oh my gosh. How do you do that? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Very yeah. special. He, yeah, he's a he's a very special individual and and actually you know well liked very very humble, um, but you know that that guy is to me is the epitome of uh, there's another guy Eric Raffel too but but these guys are are fit they're fast and they're very cerebral and 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 the guys that excel in this game are are very uh, very cerebral and, and think things through. They just typical, don't rely on their athletic. Typical Bubba's, right? <laughs> People yeah. think of all gun owners have to, you know, wear plaid or camo everywhere and have a six foot beard yeah. or something like that. If you have one, that's fine. But well, there's a lot of we get stereotyped uh, quite a bit, and, and yeah. it's nice to see somebody that good. You mentioned um, trigger pull now, or in your trigger prep situation, you said, if you have a two and a half pound trigger. Now, most guns, let's just go back to the Glock 19. Okay. It's got this little safety on there. It comes with about an eight pound trigger. So the difference between a production gun or something off the shelf versus what you're running is amazingly yeah. different. Uh, matter Holy of fact, most hunting rifles, sorry about that. I'm, I'm on a roll no. here. I have to go for, I forget I'm getting old. So <laughs> like most hunting rifles are two and a half to three pounds. That feels light to a lot of people. Competition rifles are one, 
to one and a half pounds and bench rest is like four ounces, which you look at it and it better be sitting down when you load it. So there's yeah. different applications for what you're doing for different trigger pulls. Um, a two and a half pound trigger, like we've talked about this before, Rob, if somebody's got a two and a half pound trigger on their carry gun, could they have some explaining to do later on? That's yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we, we've, we've talked about modifications that, that are acceptable and, and things that it doesn't really, it, it doesn't mean there's some kind of intent there or anything. You're just trying to, trying to make your gun as user-friendly as you can but you also need to understand that a, that a prosecutor can, can come in and attack that. And it was like, oh my gosh, he made it so much easier to kill. A hair yeah. trigger. But a hair trigger, that's right. Um, we've discussed those things and the reasons why we really don't support just your standard everyday carrier to go make those kind of adjustments. Um, if, you're, if you're following and and building a skill set like Santiago, and you're getting into very competitive situations and and running and gunning and and shooting like that, you know the first the first competitive shooting I ever did was very very static. You know I shot PPC stuff with a with a wheel gun, and you know you're talking about I, I know when we first went to a weapon mounted light on on air stuff in the police department, the very first thing I thought was. I'm just as happy to have this on here for an underlug for the extra weight because it's the same thing we added on to our our bull barrels, our match guns when we were, you know, when we were shooting bullseye stuff. So all of that e equates really well to me. It, it just kind of meshes, and I I understand the the use for it. It was nice having a, a light, an a, you know, an additional light available too on the job. But my mission now is not the same mission. Um, my mission now is I'm a concealed carrier. I'm a civilian. I'm, I'm in the world. And, and if I have to make that kind of decision, it's because I have zero other choices available to me. There's no other options. I have to defend myself. So, and, and just, just to be clear, you know, I'm not knocking the Glock 19. That's, that's, no. uh, actually my no, every. The, the Glock 19 is my everyday carry along with um, the CZ P10C, which is, you know, is the same size, fits in the same holster. Um, but you're, you're absolutely right. I mean, my, my triggers, I, I don't mess with, with them. It's, it's eight pounds or maybe even nine. Um, but but um, <laughs> It keeps you going to the gym just to work your finger out, shoot those yeah, guns. But, but again, I, you know, I'm, I'm with you guys. It, it's it's like you're opening yourself up if, if you're modifying, um, you know, your triggers. You know, for you know, for, for your. So. Yeah. Now, yeah. Um, obviously, all of your all of your competitions didn't just take place in California when you lived there, and they don't just take place in Texas now that you've relocated there. Um, yeah. So. You're, you're having to travel. Um, I don't know how much of that you're doing by car. I don't know how much of that you're doing by plane, but uh, if you would kind of go into a little bit of uh, explanation on, on safe travel with your, with your firearms as, as you're going from competition to competition or whatever, so. Right, so, um, so I, prior to this year, the only time I traveled with a firearm was to Sweden. 
believe it or not. I, I participated in the rifle world shoot, um, you know, with the U.S. team. And uh, I think I, I talked to Phil about this. Um, I, I, I packed um, my AR-15, an extra upper, and man, I, I would say about 1,000 rounds of, um, <laughs> of 223 ammo. Um, and, and, and that was a little different because when we got off the plane, you know, the, the, the Swedish police met us out there. My name was on a list. You know, they, they, they checked me off. You know, you're good to go. You're a competitor. Boom. I, I was a little more apprehensive traveling within our, our own country because from state to state, yeah. you know, it, you know, let's face it. It's not the same per airport, even though it's, it's all TSA. It, it's just, it just depends on where, where you fly into. Right. Depends on so, who's working there that day. Oh, absolutely. So, um, like I, I told you guys off air, I just participated in a, a three gun match called superstition mystery mountain. And, and, um, that was in Arizona and I knew that I was going to fly from Houston to Arizona. So the, the, the last two months I've been traveling with my firearms from, um, from Houston to local matches, either in Arizona or California. And um, at first I was a little, you know, sketchy, but I needed to, or sketched out, I needed to, you know, do this as a dry run. So when the time comes, you know, a, a major match weekend, this travel thing is old hat. So basically what, um, what I have for, for my case, my three gun gear, I, I, I have a, uh, a case made by Plano um, and it, it holds my rifle, um pistol and shotgun and it comes in right at uh just under 50 pounds right so i have uh tsa locks on on those or you know T they say tsa approved locks but you really don't need a tsa approved lock you can have a master lock in there all the tsa wants is just access to that so um i bought a bunch of cheapo locks um that awful you know because i went to home depot and it said tsa lock talked to the tsa agent they said you know these locks you know they suck you're better off buying just a, a master um you know master lock with a key it, that, that's not getting, getting four or five of them with the same key exactly exactly so pro tip there um stay away from these tsa approved you know cheapo locks um, you know, it, it, you, you can put whatever lock you want, um, you know, as long as, as TSA has access to it. So, you know, um, let, me, let me touch on this because this is an actual happened to me. My first trip hunting in Mexico, we're going down for mule deer. So I had my favorite hunting rifle in a lockable case. And again, TSA approved, right? So I had every little attachment there was, I had one of those little TSA stupid locks that don't keep anything yeah. out. And yeah. then I actually had um, just for luck, I guess I wrapped my cable lock around the handle, the one I had for storing oh. the gun and locked okay. it up. So the gun goes out away from you at TSA. You, when you go into right. the, to a place you, you declare, Hey, I have a firearm. Um, they'll determine how they want it. Uh, usually they don't look at it. They'll call over somebody from TSA. They'll take you to a separate place. They wipe it down looking for bomb residue um, like you're going to put a bomb in your gun case but anyway yeah. that's what they do and then it's out of your sight so 
I leave it with TSA. Now flying to Mexico, we're on a small plane. We land at Hermosillo. You get off. And as I get off, they're unloading the, the cargo. So I'm like, oh, there's my gun. So I walk with it all the way into the Mexico customs. As I look, all the TSA locks are gone. The only thing holding my gun together was the one cable lock. So oh somebody, somebody in LAX was trying to steal this gun, right? Because right. it didn't happen in Mexico. I was with it from the plane to the customs and uh, that right. happens. So I would say, you know, from now on, every time I go, I have a bigger case and I've got master locks everywhere it goes. Yeah. You know? And that's yeah. the only way to do it. Yeah, have several locks. If there's slots for four, you know, locks, use all four. It, it makes it that much harder. Um, but, you know, back back to traveling within the, the country, uh, you know, I, I keep my gun case separate from, you know, the, the ammo. It, you know, there's a weight restriction. And so I, I actually have another um, Pelican case that I keep all my ammo um, and they, they, they don't want loose ammo, but, but so I, I have it, um, uh, it's not, so I reload, so I don't really have factory ammo. I have the, the little reloading cases and, you know, and I stack them. Um, but I, you know, I actually put a lock on my ammo case as well, but when you come in into the airport, um, like, let's say your flight leaves at two o'clock, you're better off getting there you know, right at noon, because it's going to be at least a 30 minute process for you to check in, declare your weapons. And, um, and some airports, they'll ask you like here in, in Houston, um, hobby, they'll ask you to, you know, um, they'll write the little slip, put it in, in your gun case, but ask you to take your gun case to, um, uh, to the TSA. Yeah, so that doesn't happen in every airport. It happens in Arizona as well. San Diego, um, they come and get it. Um, yeah. LAX, they come and get it. Yeah, so there's inconsistencies, right? But bottom line is you need to be present. Like they, when they open your case and they handle your guns, you should you should be present. And you know, some of them, they, they don't want you touching it, obviously, but but you need to be there. If they're taking your case and inspecting it, you know, away from you. I, I don't think that that's, you know, that that's right. But, um, but some of them do it. There's some, so here's, here's a story. I had one of those stupid TSA locks, right. And I put it in, in my ammo case. Uh, when I got my ammo case back to the hotel room, I opened up the Pelican case and there was a slip that said, um, a TSA agent has opened your case and inspected the contents. This was a random, you know, random check. So I looked at all my ammo, it was still there, you know, all my equipment, magazines and all that. But um, I thought that was kind of weird, you know, <laughs> just, uh, you know, just randomly searching your, um, your bag. I mean, I, I, I guess that's, if the TSA has, has, power to do that so be it but it, it was a little unsettling because i i have thousands I of dollars now i get selected but i get that yeah almost half the time i fly okay so it it happens frequently um because yeah. you because you look like the ayatollah absolutely 
<laughs> right. And I, and I look like a dentist, right? Yeah. So, you know. <laughs> well, dentists are prone or, or, to suicide. So, you know, it's, it, it, yeah. it has always, it has always yeah. amazed me because if anybody is going to get pulled out of line for an additional search, it seems like it's me. Um, or they'll pull my, you know, ask me to step to the end. I'm going to go through your carry on. And yeah. I don't know if it's because of the numbers of, of guns and ammunition I've carried and everything that I own, yeah. um, that it's coming up on their little sniffer thing or whatever it is, but I don't have an issue with it. I just have to make sure that I get there a little early because I'm, yeah. I'm going to be inconvenienced a little bit. But again, yeah. I mean, how many times I've got to the hotel and I start opening yep. up my stuff, and then there's that right. PSA notice. Yeah. It was like, thanks, thanks yeah. for letting me know, guys. I appreciate you. So, yeah. So, I mean, allow yourself at least thirty minutes for this rigmarole. Just expect, you know, expect to go through this, and 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 everyone's pleasant. You know, as long as you're pleasant and 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 not. Uh, I've seen some attitudes where people just get super pissed, but you know, not going to help you. Bottom line. And not going to help you, not yeah. going to help you. And just be very polite about it. You know, ma'am, sir, I, I'm, I'm checking in firearms. Can, you know, can you help me? Yeah. And it's gone smooth. It, it's gone smooth. Now, I will say these guys, they don't give a crap about what the contents, because I've seen them dump it. I mean, just mishandle my, you know, my gun case. And they're, I'm, I'm thinking to myself, shit, they're, they're throwing off my zero. You know, I, you know. <laughs> I have to read zero wherever I go just to check zero. But these guys, even it says fragile, just expect them to mishandle it. They, that's you know, the reality. And that, that's the other thing I was going to try and bring up here. Um, you mentioned the Plano case. So I've got some of the Plano cases. I think they're amazing. But they, yeah. have, they come with the, uh, the foam inside. And you could actually design what you want. Some of it's like a pluck foam or whatever, but, or cut it the way you want it. Yeah. So your gun or your rifle is held securely. So when they bang the heck out of it, and they will, oh, yeah. it, it has a better chance of survival. Yeah. So Plano is a good one. SKB out here in California, or at least yeah. they used to be in California. Those are great heavy-duty cases. Um, oh, the stuff really? you might find, really? like, a, like, like your hard case like at Walmart or something really isn't what you want to have on the plane. You want to have one of no. these specific cases. Yeah. With the, with the foam cutouts, the foam cutouts is you, it, you know, that, that really, it nestles in there and it looks cool when you open it up, it looks like you're organized, which is all it's about. Yeah. yeah which is all, it's about. <laughs> you know, I, I, I don't like opening, like sometimes, um, you know, there are people behind me and I open my gun case and I get a lot of oohs and ahs, you know, ooh, you know, like, yeah. I, you know they, they think like I'm some kind of uh, hitman or something, but you know, it's just, it's, it's just competition stuff. You know, Phil gets a lot of oohs also, but it's, it's usually more like, ooh, and that's more like, <laughs> L, 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 L. Yeah. Um, is there uh, is there any sponsors you got right now that you'd like to like to give a little mention to? Yeah, um, so I just came on board with Stag Arms. Um, Stag Arms is a, a rifle manufacturer. They're out of you know Wyoming, um, so they they build obviously two two three three oh eight, and they have um, some precision guns uh, chambered in six art. Um, so they are um, uh, very supportive of the competition scene and I wouldn't I wouldn't consider 
you know, shooting for a team that that doesn't a um, you know support the U.S. and all our, our freedoms that that are afforded to us, but b um, you know, I it really resonates with me if I see these guys um, sponsoring matches that I shoot in, like that are highly visible. Um, so, you know, I knew of them and it, it, quite frankly, it's an honor, you know, to shoot, shoot for these guys. The other two guys on the, on the, the team, um, Chad Torres, he just won his division, you know, at superstition limited. So limited division is, um, no magnification on, on your scope. And he was shooting out the 350, uh, 400 yards this weekend. And he just annihilated the field and, uh, and then Ron Fuchs out of Arizona, he, he's a, a lefty and um, Thag Arms is very big on, on making lefty uh, guns with the ports, you know, ejecting on the left side. So they have a line um, that, uh, that caters to lefties. And then um, they also are uh, developing a line called, um, uh, uh, or, or f specifically for three gun here so um i'm going to be shooting uh, some of their their newer offerings here um it's the elite series and so basically what that means is that they you know they have a, a, a gucci trigger um you know really nice uh ballistic advantage barrel which and, and all the internals i shoot anyway you know on on, on my frankenstein gun so um these guys are 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 um um you know, supplying me with, with, with rifles, different barrels. And then they're, they're, uh, very open to my feedback here. So, um, you know, I told them, you know, reliability is huge. And I, I think they stag arms makes some very quality, you know, rifles here. So it's quite an honor for me to, to, to shoot for these guys. Good deal. Now, what about, uh, what about your own personal stuff? Is there, is there any way our folks can go out and take a look and see what you're doing and, and see some of the things that you're posting. Sure, um, my my uh, I'm very active on Instagram. My um, my Instagram handle is is S A N T, which is the first four letters of my my name, Santiago S A N T, and then uh, three more letters L B C, which is Long Beach City, which that's where I grew up and that's where I'm from. <laughs> so Sant L B C is my Instagram handle. Um, How do you do that clip I, thing again? Yeah, but, <laughs> but I am wearing blue, right? So that, I, I, you know, I can't do it. Um, yeah, I, I I I could do it, but I, I'd be embarrassed to do it because <laughs> I'm in my my work clothes, right? So um, Sant yeah, LBC on Instagram. Yeah, S A N T yes. LBC yeah. Instagram. Yeah, and and uh, actually, uh, on my uh, highlights, there is a picture of my um of my case, my gun case, um, with the cutouts, um, uh, now you're just you'll bragging. see now you're just bragging. Yeah. It's pretty cool. But, um, yeah, I post a fair amount. Um, I shoot in the open division. So, uh, you know, it looks like I'm, I'm the Tasmanian devil, but you know, cause I'm shooting very fast. I'm pulling the trigger very fast, but then so is my competition. So I got to keep up. <laughs> yeah. So uh, how about any takeaways? You got anything for us there, Phil? Well, I, I just think that it's amazing. You can see somebody like, like Santiago or Jason Maishiro, some of the other people we've shot out out here that just decide, hey, 
I want to do this. And they put in this time, they put in the effort and all of a sudden they're at the top of the game in a short period of time, just their hats off to their dedication. Um, I'm not at the top of the game because I don't have that dedication. I'm Jack of all trades, master of none. Um, but they're focused and they're doing the dry firing. They're doing what they need to do. And this is how they get the results. I think it's an amazing thing. Yeah. I love yeah. to share in their success. Yeah. You got anything you want to leave us with there, Santiago? Appreciate you coming on so much. Um, no, I mean, I, I will encourage anybody to, uh, to try a competition. I mean, the community here, I mean, I, I will say, you know, the camaraderie you feel with like-minded people uh, is amazing. You know, um, you go to these competitions, even if you just witness it, it, it is actually pretty entertaining if you're into to guns. Um, and, you know, I just highly recommend it. What I guess the mantra is, you know, come in and shoot with whatever you have. I came in with a Glock 19. Um, I had a battle belt. You know, I, I was all tacked out and I had the time of my life. And then, you know, obviously you're, you're going to be around people you know, that know what they're doing, they'll point you in the right direction in terms of equipment. But, you know, you go there to your initial competition, just be safe. Safety is paramount. And don't expect to, to beat somebody like JJ Rakaza. <laughs> you know, like, you're going to screw up. You're going to be trashed the first time. But my gosh, it, it's, you know, it, it's the most gratifying thing. Instant gratification is, is, is something that, that appeals to me. And you know, that's why I played golf for, for a very long time, but, but this is just like golf, but just 10 times more exciting. Yeah. And well, again, cooler. it's one of those that, that we've, we've touched on with, with other things about adding that stress element in it as well. It just, it just gives me a, a much greater preparation in the event that I get put into that critical situation that I do have to defend myself. So I've kind of been, I've kind of been built up under pressure and I've, I've made myself better. Yeah. I yeah. I mean, it, nobody's shooting back at you, but, but you're absolutely right. The pressure on the clock and clearing a malfunction, just something like that. When the time comes, I like to think that it's second nature. It's second nature to most of us shooting competitively, you know, just, you know, how to, how to clear a stovepipe or, or, um, you know, tap racking. It's just like, you just do it in your sleep. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, there, there are definitely some life-saving um, skills that you can acquire being on, on the clock. I'm not, I'm not professing that I, I'm the toughest, you know, tactical guy, but, uh, you know, with, with the amount of shooting that I do, I'm not a sitting duck either. I'm not a helpless, you know, dumbass. <laughs> you know, I, I, I think I could, I, you know, take cover and then put some, some very accurate shots downrange if, if, when the time comes. Well, as always, we appreciate everybody tuning in. Um, we always welcome your comments and concerns, suggestions, uh, critiques, typically directed at Phil if we can. <laughs> you guys can always reach me directly. It's rob at ccwsafe.com. Um, so we always appreciate your feedback and get back to you with quickness and we're so thankful for all our members out there that are tuning in. So Santiago, thank you so much, sir. I appreciate you. Um, you guys Thanks go to that IG page, check him out, see his stuff. And 
maybe that'll motivate you a little bit to get out there and and really get on your game and, and practice. So thank you so much. And Phil, buddy, I, I'm ready for you to get out here next month. I'm looking forward to it, man. It's coming up right away. So yeah, yeah it's, it, it's rolling up on us fast. So uh, we thank everybody practicing. for tuning in and uh, we will see you again next time. Thank you. Bye-bye. God bless. Bye, guys.